Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's He who controls the past controls the future He who controls the present controls the past All right. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning into Nobody's News. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Zach. How are you doing, broski? I'm pretty good. I feel like I live in uh, Seattle right now with all the rain that we've had the past few days. Our yard is underwater. The dog has just completely coated the past two nights. Bazard is useless, but hey, yeah, we, we are... do need the water, and the yeah, desert is going to be fun when I go camping next. Week <laughs> that's such a be green. that's such a dad th- like a eighties dad middle aged white American thing to say. We need the water. <laughs> Damn, I wish yeah. I hadn't said that, but yeah, hey, I guess I'm getting older no, slowly over here. <laughs> we need the water. <laughs> we do, and when I go camping, you know, next week the desert is going to be beautiful. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, either way, we're not. Every, everyone loses their mind in Arizona when it rains. It's so frustrating. Although also, Ooh, yeah. in their defense, like, I'm driving down the road yesterday, and these weak-ass trees here that don't ever have to stand up to anything, they have no roots. So it's just the highway is littered with trees just blown over. It might also be the road. sandy soil that the roots are trying to get a basin. That could be a little bit of it. Yeah, fair enough. But um, Same thing at work. Yeah. But anyway, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning into Nobody's News. Um, by the way, I think that our pandemic episode got nuked. I, I looked at – you guys can go look. I don't know if it showed up on your algorithm, but uh, we have a normal amount of views on episodes since we've started, um, some more, some less. The next pandemic episode, which was my Friday episode, it's like four views, I think. Like no one has seen it. And – I I have to think that that's a little bit weird considering it was put out on a Friday, which is normally a very popular day for podcasts. So uh, we talk about the mRNA vaccines, how dangerous they are in there, or I do, and uh, the next pandemic, World War III, um, just a lot of that stuff, sort of elite fear mongering. But I think that it got it got kanked keywords by YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you guys want to go check that out, go check it out and say screw you to the algorithm. But uh, just a fun fact, but thinking about promoting our stuff and getting it out there, I realized that we have not been doing any real commercials or ads or anything for the book. So right here at the front, I'm going to plug the book real quick. Um, so much for being a really good salesman over there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to get Alex Stein over here. He's, you know, um, just a, a side a side thing. He was in Hollywood production, wanted to be an actor, then was in production. But then there's a used car salesman. Like, he's an actor and then a used car salesman. It's like, on paper, that's the most untrustworthy person to talk about <laughs> politics, which is hilarious because he's funny. I enjoy watching uh, Alex Stein's content. But um, 
It's just funny. It's like he's literally a used car salesman who got into politics. It's hilarious. <laughs> Selling grandmas and old people, old beaters, <laughs> yeah. the bumper falling off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. I appreciate his honesty. I'll say this. I um. I've typically not like. I don't. I like watching Alex's Stein. Alex Stein's content because it's just political porn. For those who don't know, he's the guy who dresses up like a, a female and goes a female swimmer and then goes to the city council meeting. Some of it is really like funny. yeah, <laughs> like it's obviously he knows what he's doing, getting clicks, being outrageous. But I'm like, there's no nothing of substance here. It's just political porn. But I did respect him. I saw on Twitter he was arguing with some people. He was talking about the calendar gate thing. And actually, it wasn't even on Twitter. It was on his his show. He was talking to Bryson Gray and uh, Josie the Redhead the Libertarian about the whole calendar gate thing. And uh, basically, he was saying, yeah, we're all grifters to an extent. We're all trying to, to make our money. And he's like, yeah, so it's all a grift to an extent. And I was like, right there, okay, I that is all I'm looking for is a bit of honesty and you know, he he owns it that like, yeah, I intentionally do stuff to farm engagement like we all do. Like, I, you think that I try to make just boring, factual um, show titles and thumbnails? No, even <laughs> I, like I want to make it interesting so people click. Like there is part of that gamesmanship, but it's the people who pretend like that's not the case that annoys me. Alex Stein, I have respect for him. He he admits it. He, he, under, he recognizes that it's a game. So I appreciate that. But that's a complete... Yeah side side thing i just had to say that because i've talked shit on alex stein before but some uh, of our sponsors <laughs> yeah <laughs> the but trucker video yeah. yeah you know not exactly political commentary in those way a little bit you know through yeah. humor but yeah our most famous video is i don't know I, i've seen people have seen that it's got over eighteen thousand views i think over nineteen thousand views now was just a silly 40 second fake bud light commercial with a gay trucker but it's hilarious <laughs> I, I literally cannot stop laughing because i didn't know that that you were making that then you just said it to me <laughs> and then it was just like holy crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we'll so uh, yeah i don't have it pulled up maybe i'll play that but either way yeah um so the book so the book is available on Amazon for ebook. Let me put my face in here. Um, let me see here. Little. Um, I don't know if people have read the read the back. So I like I put it everywhere, assuming people read it. But real quick, I just want to read. This is what the back says of the book. The back cover. It's kind of you know the synopsis of the book. Um, uh, so when it comes to politics, our country is more divided than ever. Even worse, in today's day and age, this division has transcended transcended politics and now determines where you're allowed to live who you can be friends with, and even what beer you can drink. Well, if you are like me, then this status quo of us versus them politics is far from ideal. In fact, I would go so far as to say it is a legitimate travesty that would have the founders rolling in their graves. I say this because what makes this country so special, in my view, is that our country, the United States of America, is built upon a constitution that enshrines we the people's power over the nation state. In other words... The American people are not subjects. We are citizens. And as citizens, it is our inherent right, nay, our responsibility, to collectively decide how the levers of U.S. political power are pulled, because at the end of the day, the government answers to us, not the other way around. But we can't effectively do this when we are busy dividing ourselves into teams and fighting each other, can we? In essence, that is the problem that this work seeks to remedy. 
This is to say that the Sane Citizens Political Handbook takes some of the most divisive political issues of our time and breaks them down in a nonpartisan way so that you, the sane citizen who is fed up with the current Republican-Democrat duopoly, can have a reasonable position on these issues that is grounded in logic, science, and the U.S. Constitution, not one of the two major political parties. With that said, if you like me, are tired of party lines and political tribalism, then put your thinking, then put on your thinking cap, crap o- <laughs> crack open this book, and break free from the red and or blue chains that have been systematically enslaving you. So that's a, a synopsis of it, but it's, um, you can only do the, the Kindle on Amazon. They won't let you pre-order print books. Um, I talked to Adam, Adam Coleman, the guy publishing it, um, you know, owner of wrong speak. And, uh, he's working on the audiobook. Audiobook will be up soon, but the print book is available for pre-order on Barnes and Noble. Um, and all of these, uh, pre-order sales go to the first week of sales. So as far as getting on a bestseller list, um, they all go to the same place. Um, except for, I guess Amazon has their own bestseller thing. So, I don't know. I guess I don't know how, if they factor in overall sales or just Amazon sales to get on an Amazon bestseller. But either way, if you're antsy and you want to order the um, the print book early, Barnes and Noble does have it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, feel free to check it out. It feels weird trying to plug something that's money. Like the, promoting the podcast doesn't ever feel weird to me because it's like. Well, it's it's free. People can just subscribe, but it feels a little bit weird um, uh, plugging something people have to pay for. But you know, it's a a year over a year, about a year and a half, um, and a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, I mean, I probably worked on that, and you know, you were researching, but I was I was working on it sixty hours a week at least. Yeah. I mean, every every night for about eight hours and that's seven days a week. So I don't know, I don't know the math on that, but I mean, it, it may still suck, but either way, a lot of work went into it. A lot of money went into production, getting the cover done, interior formatted. So we're very proud of it. Um, it so, was more than, than even just finding all the info too, because you wrote the thing, you know, you go through, through and get all of your arguments, you know, kind of everything in there. And then we, we you know, change things, make things smoother, completely change you know stuff that was like sticky points and the just you know come oh yeah rewrite. Well, I, I don't know edit i don't, I don't know what, what you would call that but you know yeah. that was a whole giant process and it was different as well. types of editing the like copy editing and line editing that's the the main like the main things going through and uh that's i actually um <laughs> so the other book i'm working on how to get out of work i did get that professionally edited and i hated what they did they i don't even think they read the book so i was like for this one because this was going to get published first, the political one, I'm like, I'm not going through an editor. So I actually told the publisher, I was like, yeah, I got it edited. But actually, like, I had went through and <laughs> I had went through, like, four different times the entire book with a, you know, fine-tooth comb. And I'm sure there'll still be a typo here and there. Um, it's inevitable to avoid. But I was like, I'm not I'm not farming this out to someone else who is going to give a 70% effort because they don't really care. I'm like, I care. I've done editing professionally before, at, you know, for ASU, the, um, uh, you know, I worked as a graduate tutor. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go through and do this. But point is a lot of work went into it. Very proud of it. I think it Extremely turned out proud. great. I think that you can disagree with our positions, but it would be very hard to disagree with 
our argument for that position, if that makes sense. Like you might disagree, but if you're disagreeing, it's probably just because of your own personal biases and your own, you know, per personal religious beliefs or your personal uh, political beliefs, whatever. But um, if, you know, if you have a based argument, give it to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I put that in there. Like it's it's not the be all end all. It's I, you know, this is all of our responsibility to not just lazily go with the party line. So it's like, I, I assume I'm wrong on things and I welcome people who are going to, you know, help expose any cracks in my foundation, but don't come at me with something that's not logical and, or using the constitution as your backdrop. Because as I say, in the first chapter of the book, whether you like it or not, the constitution is the gold, the gold standard, the legal standard of this country. It's not the Bible. It's not, you know, the Quran, it's not whatever atheists want to point to being, you know, being kind, the golden rule. No, we have a gold standard that the government should operate off of. And that applies to everyone in this country, regardless of race, religion, or creed. And that is the constitution. So that when it comes to these political debates, whether you like it or not, you can argue to change the constitution. And, you know, we even talk in there about like maybe some amendments that should be passed. With like maybe there should be a, a nuclear amend, uh, a nuclear weapon amendment. Sure, I'm open to that conversation. But either way, the Constitution is the legal the legal standard, and you can't get away from that. If you do, then the entire country's infrastructure or the 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 entire framework of the country is null and void. If you if you don't believe in the validity of the Constitution, well, then you can't just cherry pick. Then the entire thing can just be thrown out. Yeah. So that that's that's how I feel about it anyway. But um, anyway, uh, I forgot to start my timer. You didn't happen to start your timer, did you? <laughs> I don't even have, have my watch on. Well, it's it looks like we've been going in. for 13 minutes. So let me pull this up real quick, and then we'll get into the actual news, and I'll hop off my soapbox here and stop. These new smartwatches, you have to plug them in. It's I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't use all the stuff, but I, right, being able to plug in a watch or like just you know like check my phone or check the weather on your watch is pretty cool. I didn't understand the whole Apple Watch stuff. And I, I use a Gar Garmin, but, you know, hey, I at least get it now. <laughs> I'm surprised with how, like, with how strict you are about your email having to be, like, you, you just want to be no big tech as much as possible, like using Proton Mail and stuff like that. I'm surprised you went with... Uh, 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 I guess it doesn't make a difference. It, your phone's tracking you anyways, but... Um, I haven't figured out how to, like, de... And it's only hooked up to, like, my main regular phone, but I haven't figured out how to do the whole de-Google phone thing stuff yet, mm -hmm. so... Gotcha. I got to get, like, one of my buddies into that. Very well. Um, well, anyway, now that we've taken uh, a lot of your time just to, to randomly talk about things, uh, it's time we talk about the news. So... I wanted to save this one for you, Broski. I was going to talk about it last week. Um, I covered Dr. Jordan Peterson being forced to undergo re-education last week. Um, in my opinion, this, and I talked about how America don't think that this can't happen here. I think this is actually worse, and this is happening here. So uh, federal investigators asked banks to scour customer transactions for terms like Trump or MAGA and purchases at stores including Dick's Sporting Goods and Bass Pro Shops after the Capitol riot, shocking Republican probe claims. Um, and also, let's see, the Treasury Department also warned banks of extremism indicators like the purchase of a religious text like a Bible. You'll notice they don't they don't include the Quran in that, but the, because of January 6th, the, the Bible 
which, you know, I'm not a Christian, but that's ridiculous if you're you're worried about people buying the Bible. Um, if you're going to hate them, just hate them across the board. <laughs> yeah. And that's coming from someone who wrote an entire article, like I talked about last week, about the dangers of the new Christian nationalist movement. Even I'm like, no, the Bible is not a radical document. Like, people buying the Bible... That's not a sign of radicalism. But either way, um, so federal investigators asked U.S. banks to scour customer transactions for key terms like MAGA and Trump to identify extremism in the aftermath of January 6th. Um, according to bombshell documents obtained by by the House's Weaponization Committee, um, led by, which, by the way, I saw that they had, it's an article that we'll cover later. Um, I'll see if I could find it, but. I just saw the headline that they had got caught deleting a bunch of files. Um, the the uh, weaponization committee found that Congress had deleted a bunch of stuff, but that's not that sounds there. conspiratorial. I think you have a tinfoil hat on over there. I, they I would never I do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're honest, honest and trustworthy. They believe in our republic. Um, but let's see. The federal government has been watching Americans who frequent outdoor stores that sell guns. Or who are religious, Treasury Department officials suggest that banks review transactions at sporting and recreational stores like Cabela's, Dick's Sporting Goods, and Bass Pro Shops in order to detect customers whose transactions may reflect potential active shooters. Like, what the hell is, what the hell is, this is such a lie. This is, I would believe, okay, there's, like, there's certain things, okay, people who flew to Washington on January 6th. I can at least see why they would do that. But this this is not actually about January 6th radicalism. This is about knowing who's it's it's all algorithms. This is about and I'll credit to Trump. Trump said they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. They're just taking it out on me. He's right. They're coming after anybody who is going to be that probably more right-leaning person. Centers. Yeah, the the people who are going to be outdoorsy, they make their own food, they go hunting, they have guns. This is much bigger than any January 6th. Don't fall for that crap where they're targeting January 6th people. This is them trying to get a list, a massive list through algorithms of who may be a problem in the future so that they can easily go and reference that. That is exactly what's going on. This is 1984. Literally, this is, this is Brave New World stuff. They're literally... I guarantee you that they have lists just classifying all these people and they will use that against you in the future that you were on some list of, well, we, he was on a list of, you know, potential people to watch and that'll make you see more extreme in court. They will use this as a weapon against people. Mark my words. It yeah. will, it might be five years, 10 years, but they're not collecting this data just to sit on it. But just look at, at California, just look at the court systems there and what they deem in child cases or gun cases or whatnot, or New York or any of these leftist utopias. I mean, they think everything can, can be used as an extremist term to, to discredit someone that disagrees with them, is against their political ideology. Um, say, or again, like people like Tim Pools had on where, and I can't remember some of these, these people's names, but where they fought in the courts over their kids becoming trannies and stuff. And it's just like, yeah. oh, he's a gun nut, toting, loving, crazy extremist guy. Yeah, you, it you it gets a, used against You them. have a picture on social media of you with an old hunting rifle and they'll be, oh, he's a, pictured here, extremist, you know, 
far far right two way activist. He wants to homeschool, or he yeah. he he homesteads, or radical whatever. anti anti education advocate. Like they, yeah, it's completely. It's taken over the culture, though. I mean, just just look looking young people. I mean, just in like young men, like plenty of our young re- Republican buddies still think homesteading, you know, having a garden, all that stuff is crazy extreme. I mean, guys that have been to the third world are just right over the head because we just have this weak, soft security We're culture. Comfortable. Yes. And what's ironic is we live in a, a time where strong men are weak. Like, I've fallen into this trap. I've just, like, rec- after the military, I went through a, a hardcore hippie phase where, like, I wasn't carrying a gun around. You gave me a gun. Like, I kept it. But, like, I wasn't really into carrying. I was, you know, just didn't want to, wasn't interested in prep, any of that sort of stuff. I was kind of optimistic. Humans are good and stuff. And it's like, now you've, you've kind of got me back into, you know, guns, training, stuff like that, lifting weights. But I, I went through that phase and looking back on it, I'm like, there's a lot of people who just stay there where like, I wasn't a, like, I wasn't a, a weenie, like I'm a big dude, like, uh, you know, know how to fight, like been to war a couple Raise times. a lot of hell. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was just a strong man living in a soft world and adapting to that soft world instead of maintaining. And yeah, that's, that's a lot of people in this culture. And uh, I don't know. I, it doesn't make things better when now if you try to improve yourself out of that, you're going to get put on a, lo- a list as if you're a terrorist. <laughs> you're going to yeah. get the, the 4S, the you know, supplementary, supplementary security screening thing on all of your boarding passes. And I mean, this is like with the Bible too. Like, like we're talking about half the country that's going on a list and it'll start with a broad list. And then it'll start, they'll start to say, oh, these people, they'll start to reference this list. And until that list is now painted as extremist, people don't realize this list is 50% of the country. They did it with Trump supporters where yeah. they're like, oh, to the, the, what is it Biden said? The, the radical MAGA movement, blah, blah, blah. They're right. a threat. Yeah. What people don't realize that's 50% of the country. They just think, oh, these crazy MAGA people, I, there's just these crazy people r- running around with Make America Great Again hats. And they think that that's, that's, it's just a few people at rallies. No, it's 50% of the country voted for the guy. So yeah, yeah this is, this is absolutely terrifying for the future, in my opinion. Soon we'll, we'll be like Canada, like, like when the truckers protest or something happens and they just go through and shut all your bank accounts down and just, yeah. you know, bam. Which, you by the way, you can't go hit ATM, you can't go buy any food, can't go eat, have fun. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that a, ju- a federal judge in Canada just ruled that um, unconstitutional or illegal. He said it was. Uh, so there may be some pushback on that with the truckers. We'll we'll probably keep up with that um, next episode, or, or like we'll we'll monitor that saga. But actually, there might be some legal pushback where they're like, "Yeah, Trudeau, you absolutely screwed over these truckers in completely un-Canadian fashion. Yeah, You're not allowed to do this. Not that Canada is a bastion of freedom, but um, anyway, uh, moving on. So I think that this this uh, monitoring is actually only going to get worse, and this is sort of related but um this is also monitoring on a mass scale it just it goes into this giant surveillance state machine so um tsa is evaluating the use of biometric technologies to enhance security effectiveness operational efficiency and the passenger experience while protecting privacy and civil liberties TSA's exploration of biometric technologies is scientifically driven and capitalizes on significant advances in biometric accuracy, speed, and the ability to blah, blah, blah. Um, What is it? Uh, So TSA will use facial recognition in over 400 airports. 
Um, the agency claims 97% effectiveness in its 25 airport pilot program so far. Uh, the Transportation Security Administration will expand its facial recognition program to around 430 U.S. airports over the next several years. Um, let's see. Uh, 97% effectiveness rate across more than 2 million airline passengers per day means that for over 60,000 of those people, the biometrics won't work properly if it's used in every airport and security. Um, so in short, what's going on is you go up. You put in your your photo ID, and then they have a kiosk that takes a photo of you. And then now your face, as you're going through the airport, serves as your ID. Now, here, there's some there's some pushback. Um, I'll never fly again. <laughs> I yeah. Well, that's you're not putting me in that system. <laughs> there's some pushback from uh, some some congressmen, uh, one from Louisiana or something. Uh, the bill hasn't hasn't been passed yet, but they're trying to say that this is unconstitutional and violates your privacy and your safety. But make like what they're trying to do. And it'll just be airports. How many Americans fly? Pretty much everyone. So this is a, an easy way to go in and you have everyone with their ID. It's it's just another way to now you will have fa your face will be attached to files already in the government. Because they said um, basically what's going to happen is once you take that picture, that will be cross-referenced with photos that the government already has on file for you. So they have file files apparently on all of its citizens photo files so they'll compare that when it checks out then that's your your security clearance but that's what they're wanting to do they're just wanting to make a big database where all your biometric data is attached to you so they can track you now a camera on the side of the street as you're walking through because you flew one time now okay you're you're you just went and bought a gun from cabela's now they they follow you home with the cameras. They can see exactly where like it all plays into each other. It's it, what our it, seek systems do. It's what our stuff does. Like you know, allegedly, obviously, like mm -hmm. the, the FBI, CIA, all, all of them have um, just books upon books of like just different eyebrows. Like like what type of eyebrow does this person have that you're looking for? Like it's literally insane to the amount of detail that they can pit when they're looking for something. You put that all now on face recognition. Like this is crazy. I want no yeah. part of that. Yeah. And they can, I do not buy for a second that this or that the MAGA thing, it's about your safety. It is absolutely not. It's about control. So I, I'm dead serious. I will not fly if this passes. I will not. Sure. They have my my facial recognition because of this, this tracking device, which I wish that I would have stopped early enough to not be relying on it. I wish that I had somehow taken precautions because it's already, I'm screwed now. They've already... They've got a million videos of me whacking off. <laughs> like it's so kind of a <laughs> they yeah, they have just a million of me my O faces where it's just me and the camera up my nose just like <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, it's like I'm already screwed, but what I mean, I at least will not go and willingly be put into the biometric system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and people yeah. should Crash the airlines. If the TSA does this, because this is not the, the airlines. This is the TSA. This is the government. Apple face this. recognition. Does Samsung yeah. have that now? I don't know. I don't know. That's true. Because obviously be, they record you, but I mean like where, you know, I got like the actual recognition. Yeah. I I honestly don't know. I'm not familiar that familiar with Apple products, but I don't know. This is um, this is terrifying. I, of course, people won't won't fight back because again what what it's kind of it's pointless it's more about making a statement in my opinion like put the airlines out of business screw you but um this isn't the only way that the move on to another story here this is not the only way that the, the government is 
messing with airlines um, and airline passengers. So this is more of a, an economic free market story. So let's see here. Um, U.S. judge blocks JetBlue from acquiring Spirit Airlines. So uh, a federal judge on Tuesday blocked JetBlue Airlines plan or blocked JetBlue Airways planned $3.8 billion acquisition of ultra low cost carrier Spirit Airlines after agreeing with the U.S. Department of Justice that the deal was anti-competitive and would harm ticket buyers. Um, JetBlue's lawyers had called the case a misguided challenge to a merger of the nation's sixth and seventh largest airlines, which combined would control 10.2% of a domestic market dominated for by four larger airlines. The ruling, blah, 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 victory for the White House. Um, I want to see a victory for consumers everywhere who want lower prices and more choices. Um, so what, what this was is basically the judge, I, I looked more into it, and the judge decided that Spirit Airlines is for poor people. <laughs> That's we know that. Um, I've flown Spirit, <clears throat> and if JetBlue buys it and acquires uh, Spirit Airlines, then there won't be uh, an equitable airlines. So this is all about equity, which is one of the most retarded things I've ever seen. First off, they were close, six and seven, so they're they're competing companies. That's not like a giant company buying a little tiny company. Second off, the free market. Do you think that JetBlue wants to lose all of Spirit's? customer base? No, they want to keep it, but they think that they can bring, invest in the airlines, make it better and increase sales while keeping those customers. That's the way the free market works. They're not just like, we don't want these poor people flying. <laughs> well, you're also forgetting one other garbage rod, poor person airline that I've traveled a lot myself, Frontier. So yeah. that's like the whole monopoly thing. It's like, no, there's another poor one. It's called Frontier. It's horrible. I use <laughs> it all the time. It's terrible. Yeah. They charge you a hundred dollars to check a bag. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, this isn't even cheaper. And now it's a carry on. When I went to, you know, go to, to that uh, wedding, it was, uh, they, 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 they charged me for my carry-on. I was like, well, mm -hmm. it's already not worth it to begin with, so I'll never come here again. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I'm about to fly to San Diego on the 2nd, and uh, yeah, I, I looked at the Frontier, and it was cheaper, and then I looked at, like, what goes with that price, and I was like, no, this is going to end up being more expensive in the long run. Yeah, um, yeah but... I was just looking at my notes here. Um, this is this is infuriating. There's no there's no good reason to do this other than just woke bullshit. Like they JetBlue would take over this airline, they'd keep it cheaper, even if it went up a little bit. They're still targeting that low income consumer, and they would make it better. This is the government. You know, we always talk about like it's hard. That I don't understand like this high level finance stuff because there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes, and it's so much people are in bed with the government. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to put my glasses on this again, not trying to look cool, but, the I'm getting a little dizzy with the lights, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, everybody. Uh, I made it, uh, like 30 minutes douche free. Um, and now you're joining Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, um, yeah, this is literally an actual example that we have where we can look at where we can say the, the government is stepping in and messing with the free market. This is exactly what it looks like. And the result will be Spirit will continue to be shittier, and JetBlue, they they won't be able to improve it. They've been stopped from improving things, from innovating things. <sighs> but anyway, you got anything on that, or are we good to move on? No, at this point, 
I'm this black pill. The uh, whole world's falling apart. So who cares? Yeah. But yeah. as soon as they put in this biometric stuff, I won't be flying anyway. So I'll yeah. start uh, taking the old yo-yo, you know, the old Kirola just on 48-hour road trips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you and me both, brother. All right. So um, we've talked about this before, and we are very harsh on the people involved. And I would say rightfully so. Um, but the prosecutors are not so harsh. So not to beat a dead horse, pun intended, but um, cascading failures. The Justice Department blasts law enforcement's botched response to a Valdi school shooting. Um, U.S. Attorney Merrick Garland said that had responding officers followed general procedures, some victims would have survived. Um Let's see. So law enforcement agencies across the country should immediately prioritize active shooter training. Uh, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Thursday as he released it. You know, I, I don't even want to go into this. I, there's not a lot to say here. Um, all I wanted to say is just to remind everybody, let us not forget. No, this was not a failure of procedure. This was not a failure of anything. The reason that and there would have been kids that died, but the reason that this shooting was so bad was because the cops were cowards. We went over before anyone else. Uh, the, the timeline and it was, there was no excusable way. We had a law enforcement officer on during that episode, um, Cox, and we went through, there was no excuse why they didn't go in except for that they were cowards. So no, this was not a, a policy, uh, failure. This was not a procedure failure. This was, they're being cowards and they're getting away with it, but I will not forget. And I still stand by my statement that they should all take care of themselves because I don't want them in the gene pool. These, yeah. they, they, I don't know how you could be a man and live with yourself after being that level of coward and then being exposed for that. Aaron Cohen, even uh, from AF Arms Trainer, from Sage Dynamics, one of my favorites, former Army guy, then a cop for a while, um, and pro-freedom, crazy guy, takes a lot of heat from cops, actually teaching room clearing and other stuff. But anyhow, he when when that happened, I mean, he, he had a whole thing just like Cox of being like, Federal funds started coming to make sure that all of these agencies, local agencies, have standard operating procedures for these things and for officers to be able to come in there and handle their, handle stuff individually if necessary. I mean, and he was part of that for, like, Georgia, where where, where he lives with, with John Lovell. But I, it's just cowardice. And at some point, we, dude, those dudes, I, same with the Parkland, in any of this stuff where, where stuff doesn't happen right, people are waiting for us to uh, go do something. At a bare minimum, you, you can be slowly clearing and finding the threat, giving more information to something. And if you're not doing that and you're a cop, I don't care if the Supreme Court has said it. If you're not in their custody, they have no law rights to protect you. That should come with the job. And if you don't do that, as a man, my goodness, we should kick you out of society. I, I mean, you should be ostracized. It should be like a feudal or like Japan in World War II. Like yeah. if you come back after being a POW or something where you just might as well be dead. You know, that's yeah. what it should be like because just ridiculous. Like, sure, if you leave a man over there, I, well, whatever, like a man should be able to defend himself and carry a gun, do a lot of stuff. But kids, you know, women and kids, you know, stuff like that. Like, it also shouldn't have to be law either, right? Like, yeah. like I don't, I think it's like well, pretty much the thing too is there doesn't have to be, uh, let's say that there was no, no training, no procedures in place. Okay. I've been in situations where there's no training for that specific situation sometimes. And this is why we, we can say stuff like this because we've been in scary situations like this. We reached yeah. out and grabbed our big boy nuts. That's what you have to do. That's why I have zero sympathy for these people. They can make excuses all day and they will because everybody at a younger age. Too. Yeah. Everybody will sit, sit there and go, 
Well, I don't know what I'd do in that situation. Nope, that is, you have to say that or you feel you have to say that, but I know for a fact, no, this is not not an excuse. They are cowards because I've been in those situations and I reached out and grabbed my big boy nuts and that's what they should have done. And if, you know, I know what I would have done if I was there. We know what people like us would do with if yeah. they were there. The guy who stopped it wasn't one of the cops. He went in and there were lots of other parents who wanted to go in and stop it and the cops wouldn't let them. They were arresting the parents. So, no, there's there was very clear who the cow it's very clear who the cowards were on that day and I agree with you. They should be shunned. They should have to change their names. They should have to get plastic surgery. They know where they go. Should they be seen as anything other than human garbage? And then we yeah. saw the in our that one guy the blubbering and crying when we got our life back. That's a, that's a travesty to me. That is that is yeah. Un- that is the definition of a lack of justice. If if they were real men and they actually felt con- convicted to be protectors or whatever, like they would for the rest of their lives, they would constantly be thinking about. I mean, like it wouldn't even be an option. Like this is just insane. Like, like again, I, they shouldn't be cops and they shouldn't be allowed to be called men. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should force them to. <laughs> what's it? Where? Uh, oh my goodness, where they nuke your balls. <laughs> Yeah, um, they gotta do it to pedos. I can't remember. We can't because of the Constitution. But I, if this was like ancient Sparta, they would be castrated. Castrated. There you go. They are Kim, like a castrated. Yeah, they've lost their. Yeah, this is. And people say I'm being Boy. too harsh. This is. I think that in this particular case, a man who lacks that level of honor. I know everyone doesn't know how they would react. I'm telling you, most people would react. They would do something. I truly, I believe that most people, because I've seen most people when they're in those situations, especially the kids, they would react. This is a, we should not act like it's normal to be this level of cowardice. And for these people to be, to remain being police officers too, a lot of them are still cops. It's like, I I will not stop until the day I die or the day they die. Every time I get an opportunity to shit on these people, I will, because they are garbage. They are cowardice filth. And I wish I've said it before. I won't say because I don't want to get banned from YouTube. But I, you know, what I think that they should do. Yep. I know what I would do. It's the same thing that the Japanese did when they lost their honor. There's a way to take care of it. Yep. But of course, these cowards won't. But they should. And you know, people say that's maybe too harsh calling for, um, you know, that. But I'm like, <laughs> nope. There's nope. That's honor is a serious thing, and I take it seriously. And. Yeah. I, I take dishonoring yourself very seriously. You can be scared all you want, but you you don't get to let the kids suffer when you could have done And keep people... I just, no. No, 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 no. You charge but the room. But you're the professional. Again, they're the people that'll show up and not... Again, not shake... I'm not your... You're a buddy. I'm here as honest officer. I'm here... Okay, well, then you guys have all got to go do your damn jobs. <laughs> yeah. So... What's they say? Oh, well, he didn't want to shoot any... Or they didn't want him to shoot anyone else. He was for an hour shooting more people. You bum rush the door and then... If he shoots two of you, he shoots three of you. That's what happens. You lay your life down for those kids. If you don't, you're a coward. There's casualties too. Like this is so, like in the Marine Corps, the first thing you you would do get off the X, win the gunfire, right? Like you, you're a buddy gets hit, you're moving in the house, get in the house, win the house, clear that sector, whatever. And then you do it for casualties. But okay, you can't get in there because there's someone shooting and stuff. You can't deal with the casualties. I don't care what happens. Go deal. Go deal with the threat. It's immediate, and then immediately, as soon as you clear everything, start dealing with your casualties. Yeah, because they're just sitting there asking for help, and, and pretty much no one carries medical uh, supplies at this point. That's why when people get shot at Walmart, vets are running around pitting duct tape on people's chest wounds and stuff. Like in El Paso and all these shootings. If you look mm-hmm. up the pictures and stuff, mm-hmm. people get treated for wounds from all sorts <coughs> of crap, and it's like, well, people don't have medical supplies, but. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just terrible, and it makes me mad as all get out because it's kids. <laughs> yeah, it's it infuriates me. But instead of beating this dead horse some more, um, we'll move on. Um, because I will say one thing in the cops' defense: um, when people do stand up and have balls, they get punished. Um, so let's see. Case against man accused in New York subway chokehold death moves forward. So this is uh, Daniel Penny, for those who don't remember. Mm-hmm. A New York judge has declined to dismiss the case of Daniel Penny, the man uh, charged with manslaughter for killing Jordan Neely in a chokehold on a subway car in May. The New York Court County District Attorney's Office said Wednesday... Penny was charged with manslaughter after putting 30-year-old Neely, a black man experiencing homelessness, in a chokehold from behind after Neely was acting erratically on the subway, according to witnesses. Fuck you, USA Today. Fuck you. A man experiencing homelessness. It was a homeless dude who was running around the train, being violent, threatening to kill people. And had been violent and arrested for it before. had been, yes. Dozens of times, not just a few. And this Marine on leave puts puts him in a chokehold to put him unconscious. And then the dude dies. I don't remember if it was... Let's see. Uh, a medical examiner ruled Neely's death a homicide caused by compression of the neck. Okay, so maybe he held him too long. Or maybe he, he had a George Floyd situation. Whatever the case, if he choked him out he to death... He definitely didn't hold too long, but he, he doesn't know what he's, he's doing. Not, it's He's, it's not, not, a, he's not a cop. It's a violent person. Nope. He's doing what he can. He should not be held to the same standard as some you know someone who's trained and knows what they're doing. Rick will teach you how to shoot. <laughs> exactly. It, this is absolutely infuriating that he's i can't believe that he's his the way that they're reporting that's just so so annoying to me experiencing homelessness but yeah he's they uh refuse oh. to dismiss his case what i was just saying a, a week after or so then a black guy stabs a dude and again all of these i'm on the side of the guy's you know, accidentally, then right after a, a black dude stabbed a homeless guy in in the subway you know a week few weeks after and the same lawyer for Penny is the lawyer for, for the black dude. So he brought brace everything. But then that guy got off after using a knife, no jail time, no holding in anything. And it's just like, you cannot make this up. And at this point, I should, I should have sent you that uh, when I was going through this earlier, because that would have been a great to roll in here. Because it just you defend yourself, and then you get hammered. But also, I mean, I make fun of all my friends that, that live in these commie states. So it's, it's your fault at a certain point, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's... It is their fault, you. but it's still, I can recognize that um, it's a guy who he was doing stuff, like he was trying to do good. And I get like, yeah, you should move states, but like, well, what if his sick mother lives there and won't leave? Like, I get there's complicated. Yeah. I don't punish him. I, I still think that he he did the right thing and he's getting absolutely screwed for it because he's white and the, the victim's black. And um, I'm trying to find this video I had in the notes here of... Um, Oh, I can't find it. Because um, this happens in other places. That's why it's funny when, like, we cover in the show, like, the DA in San Francisco who lets, in Oakland, lets off all these people, or hammers people defending themselves, but then lets go people robbing and stealing, and mm-hmm. at gunpoint gets robbed at gunpoint, you know? Yeah. And well, it's just I, like, had she defend herself, would she have prosecuted herself? I don't know, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know, but I can't find... So I guess uh, Twitter took down this video. Um, basically, it was a video of... And it makes me, the video makes me mad. It makes me mad it's not popping up here. Um, It was kind of proving my point. When you punish, when you punish people for doing the right thing, and I was going to say this happens, and it's a video of, and I'm not going to take the time to look it up now, but it's a video of this guy runs up 
is trying to take this purse from this lady. And there's all these men around and they literally get up. Some of them are with their girlfriends and they walk away and just watch. And like part of that, yes, is is the culture, is men being pussified, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of that too is like if I was there, I didn't think like what happens if if this dude's black, he's trying to take this lady's purse, and then I knock him out. Like, <laughs> okay, well, did you have to do you is his life worth a purse? You could have killed him. Like, where does that go depending on where I'm at? That's exactly what I think these days. I mean, and that's the problem what happens when we don't have community and we stop thinking of each other as fellow citizens. <laughs> Yep. And we stuff like that starts happening. So, yeah. It's just like, I don't, at that point, if, if why is it worth risking my neck for somebody else? Now, obviously, like kids, some other stuff, like obviously, that, that's when you do it for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's also like you got to cross a way bigger threshold than they would have, you know, when yeah, I'm the 18 day, years old. And the days of a guy smacking your, you know, smacking your date's ass and then you getting into a bar brawl are over. And so you have to look at every time I get into a physical confrontation now, it better be worth either losing my life or going to prison. <laughs> because So that's where it's like you're in an impossible situation where like, like obviously if you're with like a chick for a long time or something, guy slaps their ass. I don't know any red-blooded – well, I know a lot of red-blooded Americans who won't. But like in our friend group, everybody's going to do something. But um, like if you're just – you're going on a date for the first time with a chick and a guy like, you know, smacks her ass or something, it's like – do you do you get into a fight with that person or do you say, well, she's not going to have any respect for me after this, but I don't care about her enough to go to prison for her. That was bad what he did, but Western women. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, seriously, what like what do you, it's getting to that point where it's like now it, it has to be a cost benefit analysis of even standing up for women like chivalrous behavior. And uh, God forbid you get in a fight, then it's like, oh, I have a gun on me too. If your buddy isn't there to like yeah. take your gun from you after the fact, oh yeah, well, it's that's like they the arrest you, it's on you, boom. You initiate. He he smacks her ass. Okay, she'd have a right to punch him, but then you do something. He didn't attack you, so in the court, you're the aggressor. When he gets up, he has a knife. Well, I have a gun. I kill him. I still am the one that initiated the situation. Now I'm guilty of murder. <laughs> like. It's it's ridiculous out there, but there are some still heroes out there and um, some people willing to do the right thing. And that's uh, this video I want to show here. Um, this was supposed to be after a little funny thing after we talked about that uh, weak men uh, just letting the lady get robbed. But unfortunately, that I'm not going to take the time to look that up because uh, I wasn't the link wasn't active anymore. But this is this is a hero. <laughs> Imagine you're just doing your job. I love the, the voiceovers by the Steve Inman guy. This channel, by the way, for anyone who's curious, um, Steve Inham, it is a great follow. There's he has some like crazy ones where people um, end up getting killed, but there's a lot of just frontier justice. That's great. Um, what is? <laughs> I want to see this. 
savage world out there, and criminals prove that more by the day as they continue to steal from the innocent. This girl getting her purse stolen, <laughs> and it looks like he's about to get away, but not today, not on their watch. Looking at this on the camera, they came out just in time. This must be a reoccurring thing. And booyah, here comes the shots. A little bit of community justice as the community comes together, come taking out this come trash baby girl. together. My God, I hope they drag watch them off the streets. I hope the bag is I can okay. watch this all day. Okay. <laughs> I could. Come on, a couple more shots to the dome. It's a savage world. But um, that's the best yeah, watch self protection videos that I follow on YouTube. Dude, he has so many of criminals trying to come in and then getting shot. Like there's one yep. of uh, guys trying to get in into the garage and then uh, guys carrying. The guy walks in all cocky. You know what he's thinking is like, yeah, blah. And then as soon as he opens up the door, just ka 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 ka. And it's like, I love, I love just immediate citizen justice. It is one of the sweetest things that that you can see. The best um, one is pocket knives outside cars and then people shoot through the car window. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple of those in America too, and it's like, like give me a card or Windows Anderson, and they start shooting. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but any of those are great. It's just a few yeah. of those. It's like you're really underarmed and you get shot. I love it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe we should make a whole episode one day where we just go through those and like. <laughs> if we ever get famous, I want to go on some of those channels like these these, these like trainer guys that like just go over the videos. It would be awesome. Yeah. Just sit around and go over funny shooting video. People getting shot or shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> what to do right? What to do wrong? I agree. Hopefully, hopefully don't end up on there someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, if we do end up on any of them, it's defending ourselves and not being the, the victim. Yeah. Um, so right about 48 minutes. Um, we went a little bit later today because I was waiting to see the primaries, um, what the results are, but that's still still haven't heard anything. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, the reason I bring that up is I'm going to say these – these last few stories, they're not entirely relevant, except for there's one. Um, it might not be relevant after after this. Uh, let's see. So percent of votes. Um, oh, it's it's tight right now with 9.87% uh, of precincts reporting. I predicted it would be closer to New Hampshire. Now, this this doesn't, blow my mind. This doesn't because mean... Because they're rich. Yeah, this doesn't mean anything per se because she won't do that in texas alabama mississippi georgia <laughs> no but but the the reason new hampshire was important is because if she does well in new hampshire then that keeps her relevant and people talking about her for longer and as we said yesterday siphons some of trump's base off maybe only a little bit but yeah. the longer that she's in the race the the more of a problem she is but that's interesting she yeah it's i mean you would expect okay maybe like right at the very beginning it would be close but 10% in, that's that's a lot closer than what I predicted. But then yeah. again, I said Trump would be around 50%. She'd be around 40%. And then it was a matter of she'll get some of DeSantis's base. So it looks like that's kind of tracking now. But anyway. Um, Even with him endorsing her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway. Uh, they didn't get the memo. The name's retired. Yeah. <laughs> Sanimonious or whatever. But it looks like she'll be she'll be relevant another day. So tomorrow, because I have a story about her and uh, it ties into another story about infidelity. Um, but because I want to get this out now, um, since the, the primary results aren't out um, and because we have some story. If we were to get into these other stories we have, which aren't don't have to be talked about today, then uh, we're probably looking at another... 30 minutes at least. And, uh, I really want to get this episode out since we started late. So, okay. um, 
We will get to tomorrow, everybody. Um, we'll start out with... Uh, I got some black backlash on my black art episode, uh, criticizing the left's tendency to pander to blacks. Um, well, because I don't care about those attacks, uh, we're, I'm going to show you some more pandering to blacks uh, tomorrow and talk about how stupid it is. Um, and then we're going to talk about how Nikki Haley is a cheating whore, which will make a great episode title for tomorrow. Uh, how Fannie Willis is also a cheating whore and what that means for Trump. And then we'll get into the other stuff for tomorrow's episode. But uh, for right now, I want to get into our final video. Um, this is a short one. And by the way, so I'm going to retire. I told you this before the show. I'm going to retire the bumpers. Um, not because I don't like the the bumpers or think that they're, they're cool. But um, yeah, I just... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm loading this real, real quick here. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, not because I don't I don't enjoy like the the what separates us from animals and all that stuff, but it's like I don't want to have to find videos that are in a theme because a lot of we only have a few themes. I was like, let's just have just one final video bumper, which I don't have today. We will make a final video bumper, maybe not even this week, but at some point, and then we'll just have a final video of the show every week, and that way it can be whatever we want, um, or even just like something that someone sent in or one of our buddies or something. But this is for today, our final video. Um, and this is a perfect, my buddy sent me this in a Snapchat, uh, not this first part. It goes right to the video after, um, I'll protect his identity, but this is exactly how to handle local bureaucracies and federal bureaucracies and any of these obnoxious bureaucracies. This is exactly how you handle them. I forgot the volume there. I'm going to have to make sure I fix that when I do, um, whatchamacallit, the, the <laughs> outro video. But this, for real, this time, this is how you handle bureaucracies. Dog license application. You want me to register dog? 20 bucks. There's a trash can. We're not doing that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that is shout out to Patrick. That is exactly how you how you handle that situation. Uh, no, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's so perfect. I was like, I have to save this as the the final video. For we're gonna today. buy him a beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, now I forgot to turn the volume on. But um, Anyway, um, that is our show for today, folks. Um, like I said, we, we have some more interesting stuff to cover, but want to get this out because we started late because I expected more news about the, the primaries. But looks like it's shaping up to be be close. We'll see. I still think Trump will win, obviously, but um, looks like Nikki Haley will be around for a while, unfortunately, to all of our chagrin. Um, but either way, I still think Trump will be the nominee. Um, now I'm curious what happens with... Uh, the Democrats, because, you know, Biden wasn't on the he's not on the ballot in New Hampshire um, and Trump's encouraging Democrats to vote for Dean Phillips. who I talked about last week. And uh, I think who else is, is there one Democrat that will listen to him? I mean, that is hilarious. I, I don't know if he I, didn't give his commentary. It's just like, I mean, I can't do his voice. It's but. funny. I don't think <laughs> Democrats, you've got to vote for <laughs> Dean Phillips. He's a great I love Dean Phillips, but I, I don't think so. But um Either way, Dean Phillips, he is uh, an att attractive candidate, no name, just enough, but with a, a good record voting with Biden. He could end up being the um, 
the the guy that replaces him. But uh, they also uh, Marianne Williamson, that lady, she's on the ballot. Oh, How the hilar- party or whatever, the Crystal's lady, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How hilarious would it be? Well, she's running as the Democrat. How hilarious would it be if she like won New Hampshire or something? That would be hilarious. But <laughs> that would be funny. And then I, I just stop caring about New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of rich mm-hmm. whites and dumb whites. Like, yeah. So. I agree, but um, either way, we'll we'll keep track of that. See see how the Democrat side of the primaries go, and see if Trump Trump stays in yeah. and uh, beats Nikki Haley tonight. So we'll be talking about exactly what happened and how it ended up tomorrow, along with all the other good stuff we have to talk about. But in the meantime, you got anything else, Broski? Are you good? No, there is one person I trust with crystals, our mother. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> other than that, in politics. That's kind of, we're forced to. Though, <laughs> yeah, that's very but, true. In politics, though. Yeah. All right. Um, I appreciate you sticking with us. Go buy our book. Go read my articles. Uh, subscribe, share the video, blah, 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 all that other good stuff. Um, and go subscribe to our Spotify, by the way. That would help, too. And uh, my Twitter, uh at author Alex Oaks, um, or you can just look me up there. Because um, trying to build all those platforms and you know expand our reach, expand our message. But um, other than that, keep a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way, you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to- <laughs>